Hey, my name is Jason, and you're listening to the Embrace Church Podcast. God is doing some incredible things at each one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota. To learn more about Embrace and maybe plan your visit, head on over to imembrace.com. We hope today's message brings you hope, inspires you, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive in to today's message. Well, what's up, Embrace? My name is Adam. I'm one of the pastors here. We're so excited that you've decided to come and worship with us here today at all of our campuses and network churches. A huge hello to you. To all of you joining us online today, we're excited that you are here. If you are joining us online today, I can't encourage you enough just to take a second right now and click the share button. I can't just encourage you to do so. It's amazing to think that God can use something as simple as a share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's cool to think that God might use you to impact the life of someone else here today. And yet again, uh, we are excited that you're here. Last weekend, we had physical services for the last, uh, for the first time last last weekend. And uh, last weekend was Memorial Day, and yet even in light of Memorial Day, it was very, very light, okay? It was pretty much me and my mom that were at church last week. Actually, my mom wasn't even here. And so uh, it was a little bit light, but we knew in the weeks to come, and the months to come, and even all over summer, it might take time before any resemblance of normal returns. But again, we are so excited, whether you're in person or online, that you've decided to come and worship with us here today. Today, before we get into things, um, on a heavier note, I just feel like I have to say something about George Floyd. And I I say have to uh, on behalf of my African-American son, Wilson. And also, I say have to on behalf of my African-American brothers and sisters who attend this church, have attended this church in the past, or will attend this this church in the future. And what I want to say, uh, just as simple as I can, what happened to George Floyd was so wrong. Uh, it was just wrong. And I, I've, I've been trying to limit my words this week. I have nothing figured out. And the word I just kept feeling over and over again was just wrong. It just, just wrong. All week long, I've been praying, God, would you highlight the things in me? We love as human beings, we love to point fingers at what everyone else can do. For me, it's just been like, God, what do you want to highlight in me? Like, what are the things in me that need to change? What are the subtle assumptions and thoughts and actions do I have that don't look like yourself? Because I want to become more and more like you. And so I've just been praying, God, would you highlight what needs to change in here? I'm a work in progress myself, and so change me. First thing on Thursday morning, I grabbed coffee with an African-American pastor here in town, a friend of mine, and I, I just, we caught up. Um, we don't know each other super well, but we, we caught up, and, um, and then I just said, hey, I just want to hear what you have to say. Uh, how have you been feeling this last week? Like, what's been going on uh, in you? What's been going on in your life and your family? And then I just was like, and that's all I have for questions, and I just want to listen And the one thing this pastor said, he just said, Adam, find someone who looks different than you and just give them the opportunity to share their story. Just like you're doing with me right now, just find someone who looks different from you and just allow them to share their story. You know, with no questions from you, like if you have questions, ask them, but just allow them to share their story and just just listen to what it feels like and what it is like to to live in their shoes. He's like, "That's, that's a starting place. In case, case you're wondering, I, I can't be more supportive of our local police. Um, 
Every time I see an officer, I can't say thank you fast, fast enough. We have so many officers connected with, with our church, with our campuses, even, even remotely. Our, our police officers are doing so many wonderful, amazing things every single day, putting their life on the line. But, but today and this week, we're not talking about that. Today, we're talking about a life that was taken that, that shouldn't have been, been taken. And so again, before we go anywhere else, I was just like, gosh, I just feel like I need to say that as clearly uh, and as strongly as I can. And my encouragement to you uh, would be the same thing. Find someone who looks different from you, whatever that difference is, and just say, hey, I'd love to hear your story. I know for me, I'm tired of Facebook posts. I don't, don't want to be a Facebook post. I want to be instead, I want to be a person who changes, who lives out what it looks like to be Jesus in this specific area. So I want to share that. Now, today, uh, we are going to hop into week two of our series that we started last week, a series simply called Great Expectations, a series where we've been talking about the things that we can expect and the great expectations that we can have when it comes to God. Right now, there are so many things to be discouraged about. I don't have to even list them off. There's so many things to be worried about. At times, it's completely overwhelming, but in our series, we're not listening to what our our circumstances are or even what's going on in the world. Instead of today, it's like, God, I want to hear from you. We're looking at the things that we can expect from God. Does anyone want to hear from God? I don't know if 2020 has woke us up enough. It's like, God, I want to hear from you, and I want to know what are the great expectations that I can have when it comes to you. So that's why we're here. It's like, God, I want to so badly hear from you. Now, something that I've noticed about myself is that for the most part, whenever life is good, then I tend to be good. Like when, as, when the world's as it should be, then I'm as I should be. And for me, the perfect picture of what this looks like is me on my front porch with a cup of coffee and the sun shining and my wife sitting next to me and all my kids, they, they, they love each other and nobody's trying to kill their little brother, you know? It's like, that's just like the perfect picture of like, I just love that, that, that place. It feels so good. And moments and places like this are fantastic and they're, they're wonderful. You're just kind of cruising through life and everything is, is good. Unfortunately, though, as you know, within any given day or week or month or year, there's these things that, that kind of come out of nowhere and they knock us out of normal. Again, we're cruising along, life is good, we're in our happy place on our front porch drinking, drinking coffee and these things, they come and they, they knock us out of normal. And sometimes it's small things that do this, small things that just kind of, you know, annoyingly interrupt our day, like, like a Facebook post. We'll see from, a, from somebody that we don't even know why we're Facebook friends with them, and it's like, why would they post something like that? Like, how, how dare they? Who, who are they? I, I'm going to end them. Why am I talking like this? You know, you just start saying things. Or maybe your kids are completely out of control. And it's like, what is going with these gremlins that we have? Maybe there's, there's pressure at work. There's a hard conversation we need to have. Again, sometimes it's really small things that knock us out of normal, while other times it's big things, like a pandemic that shuts down the universe. Sometimes it's big things, like hearing the word cancer that knocks us out of normal, losing our, our job, losing a, 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 a loved one, looking at our bank account, it just feels like it's getting smaller and, and, and smaller and smaller by the day. Big or small, there's just these things that knock us out of normal, and when this happens, what we tend to do is run. When we're knocked out of normal, we, we run someplace. 
We, we go somewhere. We try and find anything, any place that will make us feel okay. We, we, we try and run to safety and, and, and peace. We try to find something that will fix ourselves, that will fix the situation that we're in. When we're not out of normal, we run somewhere. And maybe that somewhere for you is your phone. Again, these small little interruptions or these big things, all of a sudden you don't even realize, but you have your phone and it's just like, you just start scrolling and you're not even sure what you're scrolling for. You're just scrolling. Maybe for you, you run to your work. Something happens, like the smallest thing, and you start sending emails. It's like, why am I sending emails at eight o'clock at, 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 at night? You just run someplace. Maybe for you, you, you run to a person or to your, to your home, somewhere that's safe. One morning, a couple of weeks ago, my wife was sleeping in and she just said, my, my, my bed is my safe, happy place. And the, the moment that I leave, the kids attack me. Kids can be so scary, can't they? It's just like, oh my, my gosh. Or we'll, we'll run to our career. We'll run to alcohol or pornography. Both of those things, numbers are skyrocketing right now. We'll run to shopping or, or a hobby. Anything that will give us peace, we'll run to feelings, defensiveness, self-pity, anger. When we're knocked out of normal, we all run someplace. But what if that someplace was God? What if that someplace was him? When we're knocked out of normal, what if we ran, ran to Jesus? What, what, is, what does that mean? What does run to Jesus mean? What if when we were knocked out of normal, the first thing we did was we talked with God? Knocked out of normal, the first thing we did is we just want to look at what God has to say. When we're knocked out of normal, what's the first, what if the first thing we did is we went to a friend that we know love, loves Jesus again? We all run someplace, but what if that someplace was God? If we did so, what could we expect? And of course, the pastor's going to say run to Jesus, right? It's like, super predictable, and yet it's true. What can we expect? What are the great expectations that we can have with God? That's what we're going to talk about today. And to find out more, I want to look at some words, and most people believe these are words from, from Moses, kind of edited by David a little bit. We call these words Psalm 91, but just listen to what, what Moses says to us. Listen, listen to this. Moses says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my fortress. He is my God, and I will trust in him. Mo Moses tells us that for those who run and take shelter in God, that he's a refuge, a fortress, a stronghold. And for all of us today, when we're knocked out of normal, if we run to God, what can we expect? Here's the first thing. We can expect that God is a place of safety. When we're knocked out of normal, if we run to God, what can we expect in him? We can expect that he is a place, a place of safety. Now, I know it's hard to believe, but back in elementary school, um, I've kind of mentioned this before. Let's just say I wasn't the most popular kid, okay? I wasn't the most popular kid, and for my entire life, I've tried to figure out why it is that I struggled to be popular, and then I saw pictures the other day, and I'm like, oh, that's right, okay, that's why, that is why, Jesus helped this kid, right? And so um, I was small, and I was nerdy, and I, I wasn't cool, and because of it, from time to time, I would have, uh, I would have people, I'd become an easy target, okay, let's just put it that way, and I, I would have other kids that would start bothering me and picking on me, you know, call me four eyes or whatever, but it was always so strange because I'd have these certain people who, who would start picking on me on a regular basis, and then out of nowhere, the next day, randomly, that same person would become like the nicest person. It's like they went from kind of picking on me each day, and all of a sudden, they became the nicest person. I can remember as a kid, I'm like, 
maybe Jesus is real. Like, oh my gosh. My, my classmate came to know Jesus. Like, and Jesus changed their life right before my eyes. I was like, God, just thought they're worshiping on the recess. You know what I'm saying? Well, little did I know, I didn't realize this until years later, I wasn't informed of this, that these kids actually hadn't met Jesus. Instead, they had met one of my older two big brothers is what actually happened. And so they didn't have a religious experience. Instead, they had a religious experience, you know? And um, my brothers had basically uh, come to them and said, hey, if you uh, mess with my brother anymore, you're going to have to mess with me. And unlike me, uh, they were both pretty popular and they were both much, much larger than the Yahoo that you're seeing right, right there. And, and, and literally, and I had no idea that I was under the protection of my brother's I wasn't informed until years later by my mom, actually. One day, I guess one of my older brothers stopped a kid out in front of my grandma's house on his bike and basically said, hey, this huffy that you're on, I'm going to use it to end you if you keep messing with my brother. But I I had no idea the whole time that my, my brothers were a place of safety, a place of safety. Now, God doesn't go around beating up mean kids. That would be cool if he did, but he, but he doesn't. But if we run to him, he is a place of safety. That's true. He is a place of safety. If we run to him, he's protecting us, even when we don't see it, even when we don't know it, even when we don't realize it, just like my brothers, even when we have no idea, he's protecting us the entire time. The New Living Translation translates the word fortress, which is what was in our verse. He translates this word fortress to the the place of safety is what they translate it as. And the image that comes along with this specific word and the, the original listener of this word, they would, have, they would have pictured a shelter or a protection during a storm. It was a safe place that you could run to during a storm. And this right here is God. This right here is God. This is him. He's a place of safety. For you, when someone's speaking words about you behind your back that are just not true, he's a place of safety. When every day you have these things that just kind of trip you up, whether it's people talking about you, whether it's lies, whether it's temptation, whether it's bitterness, he's a place of safety. When it seems like your day and your week go from bad to worse, he's a place of safety. When it just feels like life is punching you in the face and you're like, am I ever going to get a break here? Moses is telling us that if you run to this specific shelter, if you run to this specific place, if you run to God, he's a place of protection and safety place of safety. Just to say it though, God doesn't want us to live a comfortable life. That's not what we're saying. Safe doesn't mean comfortable. I mean, God doesn't want us to live an easy, comfortable life. He calls you and I to walk by faith, to step out. Safe doesn't mean comfortable. Just because we follow Jesus doesn't mean that hard things aren't going to come our way. Doesn't even, doesn't mean that death's not going to come our way. If you don't know, most of those who follow Jesus end up being killed because they followed Jesus. Safe means secure. Safe means God has us. And really, when we truly know that God is our protector, when we truly know that God is our place of safety, we'll begin to step out of our comfort zone even more. 
when we truly know that God is our, our protector, that he's our place of safety, we'll become bolder and bolder and bolder and bolder and bolder. It's like, God, I'm going to step out of this boat. I'm going to step out of this comfort zone, knowing that you're my place of protection, knowing you're my place of safety, knowing that you are good and that you are with me. I'm going to step out. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to walk this way when everyone's walking this way. I'm going to trust you, knowing that you are my place of safety. I'm going to step out. I'm not going to live a comfortable, safe life. Instead, I'm going to boldly, boldly follow you. One more time, we can expect that if we run to God, that he's our place of safety. Continuing on with Moses' words, again, he says that God is a refuge and fortress. And then he says this. Listen to what he says. Moses says, for the Lord will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Moses says, if we run to, run to God, he will rescue us. He'll protect us. He'll cover us. He'll shelter us. And then in verse five, listen to what Moses goes on to say. Listen to this. Moses says, do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Don't dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Moses is saying that if, if we run to God, there's no need to be afraid. There's nothing to be scared of. There's nothing, nothing to fear. Instead, if we run to God, what can we expect today? What can we expect from God? What's the great expectation that we can have? We can expect that God, he is a place of peace. He's a place of, of peace. There's no need to fear, nothing to be afraid of. He's a place of peace. Some powerful history behind this psalm. This, this psalm is often known as the soldier's prayer or the soldier's psalm. Literally for generations, not just in our country, but in generations, soldiers have recited these words from Psalm 91 before going into battle, claiming the promises that it holds. Also during the 1800s, there was a terrible disease called cholera that took thousands, took the lives of thousands all throughout Europe. A horrible disease, a terrible way to die. During that exact same time, one of the greatest preachers of all time, a guy named, a guy named Charles Spurgeon said these words. He said these words about this psalm and, and in light of what they were facing. Listen to what Charles Spurgeon had to say. Charles said this, this psalm is heavenly medicine against plague and pest. And he who can live in its spirit will be Fearless. We'll be, be fearless. To be clear, Spurgeon wasn't saying that this psalm was a cure for cholera. Instead, he was saying that the heart behind this psalm brought peace to the soul in the face of it. This psalm wasn't a cure for a disease, but it was a cure for fear. You will be fearless. For us, it's one thing to be protected from chaos. It's another thing altogether to have peace in the midst of it. And when we get knocked out of normal, what's the first thing that we tend to lose? We tend to lose our, our peace. Something small knocks us out of normal. We bicker with our spouse. Anybody, anybody 
been bickering with their spouse more over the last 11 weeks. There's, there's a, a nasty email that we get. There's something small, and it just knocks us out of normal. And the first thing that leaves us is peace. We lose our peace, and then we regain our peace, and then we lose it. And then we, we have it, and then we lose it. It's like this roller coaster of peace. And that's not even mentioning the big things of life that come our way. Loss, divorce, heartache, miscarriages, loss, brokenness, just all the hard stuff that comes our way. But again, we're told that we can expect that God is a place of peace. And so how do we get this peace, right? Okay, so God says peace, but how do we, how do we get this peace? And I, I hope this is helpful. Maybe this will help us out. Let's listen, listen to this. How do we get this peace? Check out this line right here. The peace you have is determined by the place you run. Looking for peace, wondering if you have peace. The peace you have is determined by the place you run. As we said, when we get knocked out of normal, we all run someplace. Where are you running? Where are you running? This is important. Why? Because the peace you have is determined by the place you run. Where are you running? Where are you running? To your phone? To another email? Addiction? Sex? Buying more crap you don't need to a new relationship? If you don't have much peace, my question to you, where are you running? Because in case you haven't heard, we have a God who, if we run to him, he's a place of peace. And if we don't know Jesus, he's the prince of peace. Where are you running? I mean, is someone gossiping about you? Run to Jesus. He'll remind you that someone and someone's words do not determine your worth. Instead, it's only determined by what God says. And he says that you are loved, that you are priceless, that you are valuable in his eyes. Someone talking about you, run to Jesus. Instead of running to your phone to chill out and veg out, your phone doesn't chill you out, it stresses you out, run to Jesus. Pour out your heart to him. Let him calm your soul. Give it to him. Let him quiet you. Just sit in his presence. Cancer, man, that's huge. You hear the word cancer? That's, that's huge. I, I, don't, I don't want to belittle it, but, but, but in, the, in case we've forgotten... In case we, we, we've somehow forgotten, we're all terminal. Life, it's terminal. What you have, it can't be avoided. It's, 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 it's terminal. God says in your down moments, instead of running to WebMD and finding out what the stats say and what, what the doctors even say, instead of doing this or that, run to me, who in the face of death itself offers you life. Even in the face of death, Jesus is like, I've conquered the grave. I've conquered the death. And even in death, you will still live. Again, the peace you have is determined by the place you run. Don't have much peace where you're running. Where are you going? Honestly, I just want to encourage you to ask it. Where are you running? Those small things that knock you out of normal, those, those big things. Where's the first place that you run to? It might look like good things, exercise. It might look like bad things, addiction. Even still, where are you, where are you running? Where are you, where are you going to? 
folks setting aside a global pandemic, there will always be something that knocks you out of normal. Something. Small things, big things, something. You're so crazy enough, if you don't have something, you'll find something. At least that's me. And if I don't have something, I'll just start looking for something. It's like, why am I up at 2 a.m. thinking about random things, like trying to dream up random things to get, get, to get worried about? Again, the peace you have is determined by the place you run. Run to him. Run to him. Don't run to your job. Don't run to your addiction. There's nothing better than finding peace, right? None of those things will offer peace to you, the peace that you're looking for. Run to him. You want safety and peace in your life, don't you? I know I do. Run to him. Stop running to all these random things and run to him. Tell him, Jesus, I want your peace. Tell him I want your safety. Jesus, help me to keep my eyes on on you. You want more of God in your life? I know I do. Tell him. I want more of you, Jesus. I don't even know what that means, but I just want more of you. I've given up, and that's why I'm at church. Like, will you tell me something different than what I have already? I want your peace because I'm, I'm restless. It just seems like any little thing that comes my way, like any little thing, it just, it just throws me for a loop, and I feel like I'm, I'm on a roller coaster, and God, I'm so sick of it. I, I just want your peace. Tell him. The moment we're knocked out of normal, my hope is that we'd run to Jesus. We'd just cry out, Jesus, I need you. We'd we'd run and we'd just listen to him. We'd be still and we'd just sit with him. God, would would you just come and meet with me? We can have great expectations. We can expect that God, he's a place of safety, that he's a place of peace. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Heavenly King, we come before you thankful for who you are. We're thankful for the fact that as we sang as a little kid, you got the whole world in your hands, God. We're, we're grateful for that. We're also grateful that you have our little worlds in your hands as well. We're so thankful that you're a God that we can bring these little things that seem really annoying. It's like, I can't talk to God about that. And God's like, yeah, yeah, actually you can. I want to hear those things. I want to hear those things that are stealing your peace so that you can have more of me. I want to I fill you with peace from the inside out. Jesus, thank you for being our our place of safety when it feels like so much is changing around the world, but also in our lives, God. We're thankful that you're constant and forever the same. Thank you for being our place of peace, God, when it feels like we have none, when we're restless, God, when we can't shut our brains off, when we're we're struggling to sleep, when when it feels like we can't even breathe, God. It just feels like there's so much, and I don't know what to do, and I I don't know how, God, would you be our place of peace in those moments? Lord, we love you, we thank you, we pray all these things in the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I Am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at imembrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.